a far off memory that's like a scattered dream. Scattered dream. It's like a far off memory. I want to line the pieces up. Yours and mine. Oh, I hate everything that's happening. Why don't you guys tell us about what you did after the live stream on uh, on Wednesday? Oh God, we shouldn't. I think you mean Ogorsh. Gorsh, we really shouldn't tell you what we did after the live stream. Shit got real weird after you guys clocked out. Shit got dark. So. You guys spent the live stream for our Patreon playing the spy game, correct? Yes. yes. We sure did. And then you hung up the Google Hangout with Kat. Mm-hmm. I went you- up and I had a nice, pleasant evening and uh, ate some dinner and it was a normal human being. You've got it right so far. Not like in the voice. So Caitlin will have to answer for crimes. Oh, yuck. Oh, Goofy, I think we better not talk about what we all know you did to your wife. What is... <laughs> you okay. mind your own business, Mickey. <laughs> Don't come after me unless you're ready to become after yourself, Goofy. I'll take you down with everything I got. No. <laughs> you look after your own, Mickey. You look after your own. <laughs> what the fuck? So that's that's the kind of thing that happened. Yeah, yeah I mean, you just did that. Yeah, listen, for like a couple hours. You just role played as Mickey. And Goofy. L- Libby was there too. Libby watched. Yeah, Libby was there the whole time. Caitlin's roommate Libby was there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, in my defense, I'm I'm real fucked up on cold medicine, and I was already fucked up on cold medicine when that happened. I've been fucked up on cold medicine for like four. In days. my defense, how could I not? How could I resist a goofy Mickey Mouse roleplay when offered to me on a silver platter? In, so in my defense, let's play D and D. Donald Duck impression? Yeah. Yes. I can't talk as him though. Okay, yes. do it. So his he was kind of like Holy shit. That's Holy fucking shit. Fucking amazing. I can't believe you can do that, Noel. That's the most That's a- him. That's the most That's beautiful sound I've ever heard in that my life. That was fucking But I can't say words. I mean, who can? I, I, feel I like- mean, I can't say words after hearing that. I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah, there's I'm one fuck. guy who can, and he's the guy who gets paid to be the voice of, <laughs> yeah, of, of yeah. Donald Duck. I also That's can't do very any words. Scary. <laughs> Why has God forsaken me? This is like the opposite of ASMR. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like cat. <laughs> it's so weird because like I'm trying to form words while also keeping like my tongue way right. at the back of my mouth. Well, like yeah, your mouth forms like from, your like, mouth here. forms like this grin that's like so <laughs> There's no god. <laughs> You're right, there is no god. There's only oh, goofy. Only oh, goofy. Hi, I'm Cat and I wish I was dead. <laughs> Hi, I'm Noelle. And I play Donald Duck, but I also play Fran. Oh, it's me, Caitlin, and Mickey. And uh, well, I play Corbin. Take it away, Goofy. I can't do it. 
I, I, I'm all fucked up on Theraflu, and <laughs> and and Caitlin looked me dead ass in the eyes and did the Mickey voice, and I'm real scared. And I play Slake, and they're level seven, and I don't know what's real and what isn't real anymore. Is any of this for real or not? All right, now we're gonna close the okay. box. <laughs> Closing the box on on all of our Disney impressions. This is the box. Closed. Yes. So last time you let's see, we started with Fran uh sp- spicy spyin. <laughs> spicy spyin. Spicy spyin. You on um, everybody at court. And then we cut over to Corbin, who finally got to meet Lord Andolin, and uh he was the hottest man alive. And he's the same as the other hottest man alive that you know. It's Phelan, everybody's favorite betrayer. Then Fran ruined Phelan's uh, dramatic surprise. Oh, Oh, that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you guys had a conversation with him. You learned that he tried to cut off his arm and failed. And now he's under even more severe restrictions. Failed, Lynn. He gave you some hints about... What your goal should be here, and that is that you are going to need an army for whatever's happening in the north. And uh, that all of the nobility here, they all have armies, and you want to try and recruit at least a couple of them. So then, after all of that cryptic stuff, you went to the orgy which was not calling it that (laughs) it's what it was it was not an orgy uh but on your way over there fran spied phelan and loria having a bit of a confrontation uh and then he went to the orgy it wasn't an orgy it (laughs) how many times will i have to say it it was as many times as you say it's an orgy by yourself (laughs) yeah Yeah, we didn't do nothing this time i know that's true you guys infected me with your orgy talk that's the one who's horny on main today (laughs) my god Uh, shocking reversal yeah shocking reversal so it was just a nice gathering between some friends and then dirk helmshire the lord of the city was poisoned and that's where we are now fran gave him antidoxin before he passed out though (gasps) oh uh mary rushes over to him and uh kneels down like checks his, his pulse and everything and then signs he's alive he's Seems okay, and his his color's going down. He's qu- quite feverish. Does anybody else do anything, or are they just, like, watching? And everybody else is just in shocked silence. Okay. It, is, does he usually do this? <laughs> is this no- does he have, uh, d- I mean, does he have a heart problem? Oh, no, this is, he's been in excellent health as long as I've known him. Corbin wants to investigate the cup he was drinking from. Okay, roll investigation. 14. 14? Uh, y- there is an off smell to it. Okay. I wouldn't happen to remember, like, where he got the cup from or, like, when it entered the room. That would maybe be perception. I got 17. Oh, I got a uh, over Ooh, 20, okay. but not oh. uh, Fran, you remember that a servant brought Lord Helmshire his drink a while ago, but... And I know who that servant is. It looked like maybe a half-elf servant. Okay. They had green hair. Are they still around? Because, once again, all half-elves have our anime characters. Yeah, yes. boy. Nice. Um, yeah, and you haven't seen them in a while. You haven't okay. seen that servant in the rotation. I'm going to ask the Martianess, do you have a servant who's a half-elf and has green hair? Uh, uh, she she looks around and a, another servant appears at her elbow and gives a little shake of his head and mutters something to her. And she says, no, I don't believe we have anybody if I'm matching that description on my staff. Well, that's really weird because that's the person that brought this guy his poison food. And everyone goes very quiet. (laughs) Well, I'm sure it's just a bad reaction to the drink. Uh, Please, have Lord Helmshire's valet come and fetch him. Uh, Corbin looks at Slake and says, Intern, lock the doors. (laughs) Nobody's getting out of here until we find out who killed this guy. Excuse me, you can't just lock us inside my house. It's a beautiful home. Can I roll to lock the doors? Uh, you, you'll you have to do a strength check to grapple the keys off of her, uh, her servant. Here's if the thing, to- y'all. I take orders real well, so, like, <laughs> be careful what you say. Okay. I think this is fine. Corbin loses his mind. <laughs> I love actually, this. Like, this is going to be Clue now. Yeah, when this is officially Clue. 19. Okay, uh, yeah, the servant does not get anywhere close to that. 
Uh, yeah, you wrestle her servant and take his keys from him. Cool. And uh, lock the doors. Corbin? I want to go see if there's other doors I need to Wait. go lock. Corbin turns to Fran before she does that and says, Fran, put detective hats on all of us. Illusion oh, I magic. Instantly do. Okay, cool. Now you can go. <laughs> I am delighted. <laughs> Does Mary, Mary also have Oh, one? yeah. Mary oh, has yeah. one as well. Okay. Yeah. We all look great. Good. We all look great. Mary is, is tending to Lord Helmshire, by the way. She Good. is just knelt by his side and making sure he continues to breathe. She's, mm-hmm. she's rolled him onto his side in case he starts to throw anything up. I also, I give her, I had two antitoxins. I give mm-hmm. her the other one, too. All right. She, she takes it. And uh, she... Signs to you. I I have him taking care of you. Focus on finding the person who put the poison in his cup. What was his time of death? He's not <laughs> dead. Mary, we need to figure out time of death so we can know when he was killed. She looks at you and then signs. Well, I guess he would have died in about I don't know five minutes. Okay, thanks, Mary. You're welcome. God, you're such a good doctor. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go in the direction that that um, servant went. Okay. The half elf. Yep. Uh, so you head back through the servant's hallway to the kitchen, mm-hmm. and you see there is a wide open door back here. Um, to outside? Yeah, to the, out, out to the gardens. Okay, I run out there. And uh, it's a beautiful night, about a nice half moon mm. in the sky. Can I roll... Bit chilly. An intelligence check to look for tracks, or actually investigation oh. if you're looking for. Yeah, it's like twenty six. Twenty six. Uh, yeah, you find tracks in the mud uh, around. It looks like uh, there is a lot of construction going on at the back of the house here, and you see tracks in the mud going to a spot where several crates of mosaic tile have been stacked up against the fence. And uh, that's where the tracks end. And mm-hmm. then start up again on the other side on the street. Yeah. But then you see some very muddy looking, like somebody wiped their boots off okay. very well. Uh-huh. And then the tracks disappear. Okay. So they went out like into the city somewhere? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the house, go back in the kitchen, close the door, lock the door. Um, I want to use uh, detect poison and disease on mm-hmm. the what's left in the cup. Uh, All right. Basically, uh, it lets me detect poison, but specifically, it lets me identify the kind of poison mm-hmm. um, or poisonous creature. Okay. So you do that. There's definitely poison in the cup. You found okay. it. Well done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, this man has been poisoned. <laughs> hey. I saved his life. Figured it out. But like, what kind <laughs> of poison? Uh, you find out from this that it is bogberry poison. It is a pretty fast-acting poison that is, was in a very high concentration, and uh, from the time he took his first sip, it would have been about 20 minutes till he died. 20 minutes. Mary was wrong. <laughs> Mary signs, well, it had been about 15 minutes since he got his drink. Mary was right. <laughs> um, but Thank you. Can I tell he's going to live? Oh, yeah, he's going to okay. live. Mary's, Mary has been, besides the antitoxin, Mary has been healing him. Okay. Using discreet, discreet magic, discreet magic, while everybody else is distracted. Uh, Corbin mm. says, "Mary, do you think he's gonna like wake up anytime soon?" She shakes her head, and then signs, "No, it seems like he's out pretty cold, and I don't want to try waking him up in case there's some after effect of the poison still in his system. Okay. Best just to let him sleep." Uh, she pats his cheek. Corbin, mm. Corbin whirls mm-hmm. on the rest of the people <laughs> and says, "Okay." This dude was going to die. Oh, my. Who says that? <laughs> That's Sylvia. Okay. You said you reacted first. Corbin <laughs> points at her. I got my eyes on you. you- Lord Helmshire is one of my dearest friends. Did he have any enemies that you knew of? Well, anybody who wanted to see chaos in the city, certainly. Any of the pirates who might have been skulking around would be a likely candidate. Anyone within the court? Agsrat uh, scratches his he has a little like a red goatee and he scratches his goatee and he says mm, well he wasn't on good terms with Coquin and that uh, order of dragon people who make their home in the cliffs why there was always a territory dispute whether they were part of the city or weren't part of the city and 
if he was not in uh, around, then maybe his predecessor would be more amenable to giving him the, the conveniences of the city, but besides that, he was very well liked. Everybody everybody likes Lord Helmshire. He's a... And uh, Maldrick is cut in. He's a real swell dude. <laughs> I've only known him for a few weeks and he's just been the nicest guy. Always real welcoming. You know, I'm an outsider here and he was always real nice to invite me to all of his parties. It seemed like he didn't have uh, great things to say about Loria earlier. No, you can't hold that against him. But would Loria or someone who's loyal to her hold that against him? Loria, she pauses and looks at her guests and then looks at you and says, Loria does not have a lot of friends among the court. To say Lord Helmshire did not have a good opinion of her is not a unique stance. So if it was Loria, you're all potentially dead. Cool. <laughs> Everybody looks very nervous. Oh, okay, they all look nervous? Yeah. Every single one of them? Because you just told them they might die. Yeah, but that means that they don't know who did it. Yeah. Got my detective hat on, you guys. Yeah, I, I put it on you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can, can we go now? I think that the mood of the evening has been sufficiently ruined. Yeah, all right. Slake, unlock the doors. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Corbin has just discovered that he can actually boss Lake around, by the way. And uh, that's going to be happening. Corbin is mad with power. Yes. Um, I'm still in the kitchen. I want to talk to the servants. Sure. Uh, There is a couple of cooks in here and a uh, serving girl and a young boy who was polishing some shoes. Hey, sup, you guys, I say. Oh, my lady, and they all bow to you. Uh, you don't have to do that. Did you see somebody running through here, like, leaving? Green uh, hair? Everyone looks around uh, for a minute, and then the boy pipes and says, Oh, yeah, I saw him leave. Had you ever seen this person here before? Oh, well, I don't know. He was real nice, though. He gave me a piece of candy. Oh, that's pretty bad. Don't eat that. Where's it at? <laughs> Did you already eat it? No, I wouldn't eat candy while I'm working. You shouldn't take candy from strangers, kids. Uh, Just, I think you should give that to your mom or whoever is around. My mom is dead. What about this lady? Give it to her. (laughs) (laughs) He hands this piece of candy over to the, looks like the head cook. Oh. Woman. Alright, and I go talk to her and I'm like, um, the other piece of food that this guy left in the house was like super poisoned, so you might want to give that to me. Oh, and she hands it over. Alright, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um The young man you're referring to, uh, we took him on earlier today to help with the event tonight, as one of our other servants was unexpectedly ill. Have you talked to that other servant? Oh, not recently, no. No, she went home. Feeling quite poorly. Uh, she did. Feeling quite deadly. Yeah, feeling quite dead. Feeling, yeah, completely fatal. What hunt? <laughs> <laughs> totally mondo fatal. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would, I would check on her at home or like her route home because I think this was a bad dude. Did he say what his name was? Oh yes, he said his name was. Oh, oh what? What was it? And she looks around at the other, all the other servants in the room, and uh, one of the other cooks types him and says, I think he said his name was Donald? (laughs) Donald. Donald. That's a terrible name, I say. Where where did you hire this person from? Did he just show up? Yeah, he was working on, in the street crews outside, and when he saw that one of our servants was going home for the day, he, he kindly stepped up and asked if we were hiring for for uh, the evening. Well, you should have put him through um, a lengthy interview process because he was a criminal. And they all look around at each other and then security will have to be tightened. Yeah. Um, it's such a, it's a sad state of affairs in the world when you can't trust in the kindness of strangers coming in off the street, making yeah. convenient... Yeah. Offers of service to you. Yeah, it's very... It's too bad. This is kind of on a uh, another train of thought, but you've been so helpful so far. Um, I was wondering, what's it like working here? Everybody looks at each other. And, and then, I'm, I have... I, I will not read the word of this to anyone, just FYI. They all look at each other significantly, and then the head cook says, 
The Marchioness is a fine woman who keeps a very orderly house and is very particular about the way she likes things done, but she has never had a bad word for any of us or a bad action towards her servants. That sounds practiced. <laughs> and then the boy pipes up and says, she's mean. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds that sounds I, right. <laughs> but but she's not too mean. All right. Well, that's bad, but not too bad. Um, <laughs> can I ask, does she go to the palace a lot or does she have a lot of visitors from the palace? Oh, yes, of course. The Marchioness is very active in the Madrigan court life. She... She doesn't go to the palace as often as she used to, but uh, ever since she's taken up permanent residence in the city, she's had plenty of of these little get-togethers with her close friends here at her estate. And her close friends are the people who are here tonight, plus us, obviously. Oh, yes, and uh, she's quite close with Princess Magdalena, although Princess Magdalena has been uh, a bit... She hasn't been around lately. Does the Marchioness seem... I, I, it's my understanding that she's a devout worshipper of Torva. Oh, yes, she's just had her, well, I'm sure you've seen all of the mess from the construction of her, her new altars and all of that. Yeah, has she has she talked about, other than the new altars and stuff, has she talked about having any, I don't know, like religious experiences lately? I know that some people have been having a lot of, you know, personal run-ins with their gods. It's kind of exciting, huh? Oh, <laughs> I've heard several tales down at the tavern of that sort, but no, no, the ladies has uh, n- not been more or less devout lately than usual, although it seems to be more and more acceptable to be outwardly positive towards Torva and some of the other gods of Rael. It, before, it, it wasn't really acceptable because of the last great calamity? Oh, yes, yes. Before, I mean, in it, before the last few years anyway, uh, any only ones that... Anybody would worship in the streets here in Madria would have been Minotain and or maybe Kaya or Bob or Mila, you, you know, the gods of good and plenty. Mm. Yeah, Tara's pretty fucked. <laughs> His worshippers have grown quite, quite bold, but it's none of our business, truly. People can worship as they worship, and I'm sure in these troubling times, people are in more need of small victories than they once were. Well... Torva's really only interested in victory for himself. Just so you know, tell your friends. Um. <laughs> you seem to know, have quite an interest in the gods. Is there one whom you serve? I, and she, she gives you like a significant look at your blue skin and water hair. I kind of, um, I don't serve the gods. I serve the horses right now. Uh, unless they do something shitty and then we'll see. <laughs> Well nice. said. So I'm going to go back into the regular area. And by the time you get back now, everybody is putting on their coats and their cloaks and they are leaving. Except for the unconscious body. Of- well, yes. And uh, his servants are trying to figure out how to lift him up in a way that will not break all of their backs. Mm. Uh, because Lord Helmshire is a big man. I can help. Oh, yeah. You can help. You can yeah. help them lift Aww. up Lord. Like yeah. a strength check. Oh, hell yeah. Let's see, that's nine plus six. Yes, you are able to easily lift up this man, this portly man, and uh, carry him out to his carriage. Yay. And Mary trails after you, just making sure that you don't jostle him too much. And uh, you guys, the two of you get him into his carriage, and his servants drive him off to go see his personal physician at his, at his estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, Maldrix, he has his horse summoned and rides off back towards the palace. And, uh... Lord Agsprat gets in his carriage and has his uh, footman bid farewell to the Marchioness for him, and then he leaves as well. Mm. So it's just uh, the four of you left. Well, I guess if you just come back in, uh, Corbin says, none of these idiots did it. <laughs> did you catch Did you catch the guy? Did you catch him, Bran? Sounds like it was somebody who was working with the street construction crew. He kind of snuck his way in. Wait, is, um, sorry, but is the Marchioness in the room with us? She's, yeah, you guys are, um, you're in her foyer, and she's hovering towards the doorway of her parlor, looking very anxious for you guys to leave. Yeah, fine. Yeah, right. well. I, uh, I stay put. I sit down. <laughs> what I'm going to tell her, though, is um, the fact that this happened here in your house with your servants, frankly, doesn't look that good for you, Miss Marchioness. <laughs> 
Uh, so if you have any ideas about who you think this could have been, who you think is causing disruptions in the city, please let us know. So we're trying to get to the bottom of it, and if it's not you, it's kind of looking like it's you. God damn, friend. <laughs> That's so professional, bad cop. I will do anything I can to assist in your investigation and clear my name, the Marchioness says. Got anything to say right now? No, I don't know who did this, and I will certainly be having words with my staff if they've let somebody into my home who would be so vile as to poison one of my dearest friends. He's a professional criminal. He's They, they, they didn't stand a chance. I mean, they probably shouldn't have done that, but whatever. I don't want them to get scolded, or whatever. Uh, Gosh, you don't want them to get scolded. Oh... <laughs> I, I, yeah. No, Noelle just went silent with complete seething rage. Mm. I was like, her whole body went rigid. Cat, that was a slam dunk. That was insane. That was Kat. a spicy meatball. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good callback. We have reason to believe that this is connected to the pirate attack. So if you know anything about that, finding a suspect for that would also help clear your name. So just letting you know. And then I scoot on out of there very awkwardly. <laughs> All right. You scoot on your booty? No, I scoot on my feetsies. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, you guys pile back into your carriage. Corbin, do you? Horse. You're a horse. <laughs> All right. You have been, by the way, because you're not turning into a crow, you are using. I know. Your, your... This, is, this is my last uh, Yeah. My last one for today. But it's like nighttime, right? We're going to go to bed anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You guys, uh, you head back to the palace. And when you get there. It is very quiet. It is real, real quiet. Like too quiet? Like too quiet. Uh, mm-hmm. It takes a while for a uh, servant to come and open the door for you. And when they do, they look at you and they're very suspicious for a moment. Then they see Fran and they're like, oh, right. There's only one blue person who comes into this place. <laughs> um, and you are you are let back in. And uh, Dodson comes and he says, apologies for the delay. Uh, there's been... Some incidents around the city. Please, uh, come come with me. Okay, I go with him. Yeah, yeah, same. I clip clop. Are you still <laughs> a horse? You know I am. I'm milking it. Uh, Dodson stops and he hears the clip clop and he turns around and he looks and says, "I'm sorry, there are no horses allowed inside the palace." I mean, that's just Corbin. Yeah, Corbin whinnies. I'm still going to have to insist you are a hu- human again. <laughs> <laughs> Corbin, Corbin like pouts and his little horse lips stick out. I Gross. hate this. Hate that. <laughs> and he like stomps his little hooves. Gross. And then he turns back into a person. Dodson uh, looks visibly unsettled by watching this. That's yeah. like that's like the horse version of Gorsh. I hate to be scolded. <laughs> horse, I hate to be. <laughs> what is a legacy? <laughs> It's planting seeds in a garden that you will be seeing again and again as your friends bring up your crimes till the end of your days, Caitlin. <laughs> okay. Um, so Dodson, actually, he just leads you back to your rooms very quickly. Um, and you see, as you're heading back, you see several servants sort of running in hallways further down. Mm. And uh, once you get back to your rooms, Dodson shuts the door behind you and says, I'm afraid there have been several... Several nobles in the city were poisoned tonight. And uh, all court activities will be suspended while these deaths are investigated. Uh, no boat races? Ugh. I want to race boat! Who died? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I don't believe you have met any of them. There are nobles who live in estates outside of the palace. There's a lady, Moira Perrin, Count Franklin Cragness, the Earl DVBB, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the, the Viscountess Shay Ayers, and... Oh, actually, you did meet one of them, uh, Lord Nguyenian.
Hello, and welcome to a very special interlude of Dames and Dragons. Um, if you hear sounds that sound like um, just like bodies being ripped apart and people screaming in the background, <laughs> don't worry. That's just my um, regular Friday night date. <laughs> um, Hannah and Caitlin are at my home currently at this very moment, and they're packing packages for Patreon. Like jolly little elves. Like jolly little elves. um, Just ready to send packages for holidays. Uh, FYI, these these are the packages that will be going out. This isn't trying to tempt you into trying to get one. You can. It's too late. (laughs) Um, But you know what? There's always next year. (laughs) I mean, if you sign up, you'll still get like a like welcome thing. But anyway. Um, so hey, happy holidays if you celebrate that kind of thing. <laughs> the officially recognized holiday of holidays. Yes. Um uh I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Uh today I wanna thank our iTunes reviewers. Light on his feet, <laughs> unstable planes, Shalute M, Larrick three three three. H.C. Baxter, and, of course, She-Ra 420. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Blaze it! Blaze it and praise it. On Patreon, I want to thank Mike, Danny, Larry, Paul, Lady, Gapenhole, Aviv, Max, August, Alice, Ashley, Wolf Down, Word, Sierra, Left Me, 24, Megan, Bianca, and Nivea, Soul. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you all for um, providing the names that your parents gave you. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> In addition to our, our Patreon donors, I want to thank uh, Genuine Fantasy Press for sponsoring Dames and Dragons today. Genuine Fantasy Press is giving away a free version of the new book, The Compendium of Lost Secrets, colon, Awakening. At GenuineFantasyPress.com. This book is for 5th edition D&D. All the player content is included in the free version, which is 125 pages long. It contains 34 new subclasses, 17 new warlock patrons and familiars, 175 new spells and invocations, and 10 new races, and dozens of campaign hooks to boot. In the paid version, there are 190 pages of new content. What? Whoa! This book is designed to work with both classic and homebrew settings and gives you new ideas for your world and game. It makes a great holiday gift or holidays gift. (laughs) And it's available at GenuineFantasyPress.com or in hardcover on Amazon. Genuine Fantasy Press... Inspiring Inspiring adventure. adventure. Last of all, I want to send a message to Chantel. Chantel. You will not be able to be heard clearly from over there. So if you want to come over here to give a message. She she will receive your message. So if you come over here and give her a message, Caitlin is (laughs) holding a scissor and has fallen down on her way over. Please put that away. Hi, Chantel. I love you so much and I miss you. Okay, thank you. All right, there's your scissors back, little little boy. <laughs> um, back to work with you. <laughs> Chantel, I think I think Caitlin speaks for all of us. <laughs> the code word is Happy Holidays. The sleeper agent is active. Go. Corbin crying. Oh. What happened to Nguyen? Who did it? I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna kill him. Where's Phelan? Oh my God. Uh, yes, I'm afraid. 
Lord Nguyenian was at his father's estate in the city and was poisoned. Is he dead? Did he make it? I have not heard further word. Where is he? I believe he is still at his father's estate. You guys, we gotta go. <laughs> you guys, we gotta fucking go. Mary nods and she is, uh, since the Windian's name has been spoken, she has started, like, going over to her pack and she's, like, pulling pulling yeah. herbs and poultices Mary out of there. Knows what's up. And, Mary knows what's up. Like, I- gathering them into her skirt and then she signs to. Dodson, like, can I get a bag, please? <laughs> we need horses because I've already used all my juice. <laughs> oh, I will uh, have horses brought to you immediately. I'll- Do you need directions? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We go. Yeah. So you guys head, tear through the city, back towards the the estates where you just were, and you arrive at the the house of Lord Winian, where there is a a platoon of guards who are standing at the gates with their spears bristling. Mm-hmm. And as you approach, they close in ranks around the gates to say, oh, who goes there? We're the guardians, you bitch. Let us in there. It's Nguyenian dead. We're Nguyenian's friends. We came to help. And they all look at each other and they whisper a little bit and they whisper and then, I'm sorry, but no one needs to be allowed into the estate. I will fucking fight you guys you- so fast. <laughs> Mary looks at you guys and then casts command oh. and signs to the guard, let us pass. Nice. God damn, crazy Mary. Yeah. Holy shit. And he, he steps aside as if in a trance. And you are allowed inside. And every, all the other guards look very confused. They're like, what? Nope. We, you were just saying not to. But okay, I guess. <laughs> and uh, you are allowed inside the uh, Nguyenian estate I mean it's still grand and beautiful but it's like a lot more controlled and uh, in the parlor you see a older man with white hair and uh, and a mustache who is bent over his son who is uh, laid out on the couch mm. and Mary just surges forward. Yeah, Corbin also surges forward and, like, pushes Nuinian's dad away. (laughs) Whoa! Mary takes the place that Nuinian's dad was. Yep. And she starts, like, touching him a few times, and she signs, he's still alive. Mary, 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 save him, save him, save him, save him, save him, save him, save him. (laughs) She gives you a thumbs up. Okay. Um, I want to, I don't know if this actually works or not, but mm-hmm. I'm going to pray to Phelan and be like, okay. hey, your friend's poisoned. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Corbin will join you doing that. Mm-hmm. And he's also going to be like, hey, you bitch, save your fucking uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, why don't you guys roll religion checks? Okay. I got a 14. I got a five. Okay. So you guys are doing that. Uh, Slake, what are you doing? I want to talk to uh, Nguyenian's dad and see what information I can get about what happened. Is he freaked out that we just, like, ran in and yeah. pushed him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, is, he is, like, you see, he's been openly weeping for a while now, uh, and his face is very red, and his eyes are, are bloodshot. And he, he goes, who are you people? Oh. My son is dead. What are you doing? Oh, no, I'm going to grab him by the shoulders and try to soothe him. <laughs> and I'm going to say... I'm I'm so sorry. Don't worry. Uh, our friend there, she's an amazing healer, and she's gonna help your son. Uh, but we're trying to figure out what's been happening. Did did something strange happen at 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 dinner tonight? As we we think that there's been a a string of poisonings, and we need to know who's behind it. He shakes his head. No, there was nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Rinian was just visiting us for dinner. As my my wife and I are. Oh, my wife, she's... Where's my wife? And he looks around and, and one of the servants says, she's gone upstairs. We we took her upstairs. And he, he nods. He nods and he takes out a handkerchief and dabs at his eyes. And he says, no, no, and he just wasn't feeling well after dinner. And then, then he wouldn't wake up. It's okay, sir. Your son's going to be okay. Um, Have you talked to your servants at all? Uh, no, no, I... And he looks he looks around and uh, his valet, who has been standing next to him, she steps up and she says, I'm afraid that the Lord uh, Nguyenian has been very distressed since his son was taken ill. I can please come with me. I can answer any questions you have. Okay. And uh, she leads you to a little side room 
uh, where some of the other servants are anxiously sitting like on the edge of chairs and wringing handkerchiefs and looking around uh, at each other. And then they all look at you as you come in and whisper among themselves. And uh, the the valet says to you, are you, are you from the city guard? I, I'm afraid I have not. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I, I've sort of come to the city recently. I uh, kind of helped fight off the pirate attacks and stuff. Uh, <laughs> me and my pals were, were here as, as the queen's guests. So we're just trying to figure out what's going on and uh, help people out. So did anybody uh, suspicious come into uh, your employ today? She thinks about it for a minute and looks around the room and says, No, not today, but... In the last week, we did hire on a new stable hand. Does oh. anyone know where he went? A gnome woman pipes up and says, I, I think the last I saw him, he was taking care of Lord Nguyenian's horses. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go down to the stables before I question them any further. So I'm just okay. going to fucking bolt. Okay. And then all just, <laughs> yes. And all the servants are like, mm. yeah, <laughs> I'll bet that. <laughs> yeah. You run down to the stables. Um, they have a very nice stable here. It is enormous. There are a lot of horses and they all look very beautiful. You do actually, as you're coming in, Slake, you do see a flyer. Uh, attacked to the door for a uh, horse camp. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Foiled again. <laughs> when will horse camp let you rest? When will I be free from this pain? Yeah, it looks like the Nguyenians sponsor a horse camp up near oh, Banfeld uh, for, for disenfranchised youth. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Slake doesn't like horse. I- <laughs> I'm going to push aside my horse camp related trauma and uh, do I see any people? You see there is a couple of stable hands. They are playing a dice game and uh, they look up and go, hey, hey, what, what's going on here? Uh, hey, little friendos. Uh, so ha- has anyone uh, new started working here within, say, the last week? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald. Donald and yeah, Gerald. Gerald, Donald and Gerald. Yeah, Gerald, uh, he, he's the new guy, but uh, he ran off earlier tonight, said he had some uh, some gambling debts he had to take care of. What did Gerald look like? Oh, you know, uh, about yay tall. And he, he gives a, like, he raises and lowers his hand several times as he says yay tall. <laughs> uh, yay tall, brown, brownish hair, uh, I think human, I think. What else can you tell me about Gerald? Nice, quiet guide. Is he in some trouble? Are you the one who's looking to, to collect on those gambling debts? Because then I understand why he ran off in such a hurry. <laughs> uh, no, no, nothing like that. It's just, uh, you know, things have been, uh, just a lot going on tonight. We're just kind of trying to keep tabs on, on stuff. <laughs> it's just a lot. It's just a lot going so, on. Yeah, is there something going on in the house? Seems like everybody's gotten real quiet. Nobody came back for their horses. No one told you? No, no, we've just been out here playing cards. These idiots. This is me at a party. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Listen, if if Gerald comes back, I'm going to need you to tell me about that. Well, I don't know if I'd be able to go all the way to wherever you are just to tell you when Gerald comes back, and not without something in it for me. And it gives you a real significant look. Do I have money? I don't, I don't think I have, like, shit for money because I haven't a gotten... Sword. Like, I'm going to give him a sword? Like, you're going to kill him. Oh. Like, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be scary. All right. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Friendo. <laughs> you roll an intimidation check. <laughs> 14. Okay, say something moderately intimidating. Listen, Friendo. <laughs> your your little pal Gerald, he's in some real uh he's in some real trouble. And uh if you have any information on on him at all, you need to bring that to me cuz a lot of people got hurt tonight and they got hurt in a way where they're kind of dead. So, <laughs> what? Maybe think about that. <laughs> Have a good evening. <laughs> wait, wait. He, he he stands up. If you're looking for Gerald, I know he was 
working in the street crew before all this, before he worked it here at the house, you might want to check with the, the street crew master. Thank you very much for that information. And I run oh, off I to tell so my friends. <laughs> Thank you very much for that information. Uh, meanwhile, inside the house, Fran and Corbin are in prayer next yes, to really pray. I think Fran's probably communicating some information. I'm just cussing him out. And <laughs> Phelan. Shit. Phelan. Damn it. Fucking God. Shit. Phelan. And Mary is bent over Nguyen's body and she is, her hands are glowing golden as they, as they pass over his face and his chest and his stomach. Then the door clatters open and Lord Andlin, yes! his hair tied back in a neat queue, uh, but he looks very distressed. He looks at the scene in front of him and then kneels down next to Mary and says, how can I help? Corbin stands up and says, fuck, God damn it, Phelan. <laughs> he looks at you and says, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, whatever, but. That's Corbin, the, that's Corbin the, storms off. That's somebody that Corbin likes to pray to. <laughs> Mary signs. I don't. I don't have enough power to reverse the poison. I need. She looks over at Fran and then holds out her hand to you. Uh, I hold your hand. Oh, Corbin comes over and says, "I want to help. Fucking let me help." You don't know how to help. Shut up, Fran. <laughs> Phelan grabs her other hand. Ah. Uh. And both Corbin e- gives her a head massage. <laughs> You're just going to put a hand on her head. <laughs> All right. Uh, roll wisdom check. 11. Okay. Well, luckily for you, Phelan got 19. Nice. So when you- I Fran- got a natural 20. You didn't roll. On, on the head massage. Yeah, you did. <laughs> nice. You're given a really good a head really massage. Her head, head feels massage. great. Her yeah. head feels amazing. Yeah. That's really helping stimulate the yeah. godly powers. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's tough to be a god. <laughs> so, Fran, you feel like in all of your desperation, you've just given like a surge of power. And you feel that it just, it's like it hits Mary. And it doesn't seem like it's absorbing. Mm. And as like Mary starts to look panicked and then Phelan you just it nothing happens outwardly but you feel him siphoning that power through her and he his face contorts into he looks pained like it looks like this hurts for him but Mary's eyes glow bright golden and then Nguyenian sits up with a big gasp. Corbin throws his hands up. <laughs> Have I come back yet, by the way? Yeah, you come back just as Nguyenian sits up. Holy shit! <laughs> and Nguyenian says, oh, Did I choke on a cold cut? Corbin pushes um, Phelan and Mary to the side and throws his arms around Nguyenian and says, Thank God you didn't leave us! <laughs> no one understands cold cuts like you, Nguyenian. <laughs> uh, Phelan is holding his arm as he sits on the ground and he gives Nguyenian a pained smile. And he says, oh, I have never been so glad to see you awake from a drunken stupor. <laughs> I'm just, like, looking at Mary and Phelan. <laughs> uh, Mary does not look like she's doing too hot either. She is just sitting. She's sitting on the ground panting, and then she gives a shaky thumbs up. Same. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Corbin lets go of Nguyen and says, oh, my God, that was a lot of work, huh, guys? Mm-hmm. I give Corbin a dirty look, and I point at Phelan, and I, like, give, like, a thumbs up with a shrug, like... What's up? Are you okay? And I point at his arm. Mm-hmm. He gives a thumbs down. <laughs> I walk uh, over and I'm just, I'm like, hey, he's, you guys, y- you fixed him. Mary gives a shaky smile and then signs, I hope so. <laughs> Good job. I got a lead, I think. <laughs> oh. I lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the lead. Mary signs, maybe we should speak of it in private. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, okay, whatever. Phelan gets to his feet shakily and then sits himself right back down on the edge of the sofa <sighs> next to Nguyenian. And he puts his hand on his friend's leg and says, I'm truly, truly glad to see you're 
not dead. What's Noidian doing? Is he like... Uh, Noidian's just like, well, that is a very strange thing to say to a man when he's just woken up. <laughs> What's happened? Bro, you were poisoned. I was what? Yeah. Well, I wasn't feeling very well. And then as... Before he can finish this, his father throws himself into the room. And he goes, my son. And he just <laughs> yeah. shoves aside Phelan. Yeah. He just shoves Phelan onto the floor <laughs> and uh, sits down where Phelan was sitting to grab Nguyenian's hand. And he pulls him into a hug and strokes his son's hair. Aww. Corbin, we should, we should help Phelan up. Yeah, Corbin helps Phelan up. <laughs> I helped you. Phelan reaches down and helps Mary up. <laughs> this is like a helping train. Mary nods to him and signs thank you for your help are you was that allowed he shakes his head and says no absolutely it was not and i feel like i'm going to be sick so please excuse me and he raises his head very high and walks out like he's just a normal guy walking out doing normal things and then you do hear sounds of retching from just outside yep 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 yep. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Uh, so, you good, Satoon? <laughs> uh, Satoon gives a shaky smile and says, "Yeah, I, I feel I've never felt better. Truly, I." You need to get a food taster till this blows over. Y- yeah, maybe tell your dad to be really, really careful about letting oh. any anyone in your house for yeah. a while. His dad uh, turns and he says, thank you, strangers, I I truly cannot, had I lost my son, I don't know what I, what I would have done, I, the Dwinian family is truly in your debt. Hey, do you guys have an army? <laughs> just out of curiosity. Just like, this is a random question. If you have need of our armed forces to hunt down the perpetrators of this vile crime, they are yours to command. All right, we'll let awesome. you know. We'll let you know. We'll get oh, back yeah. to you on that. By the way, Nwidian approved. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Yeah, you have, you have solidified his family. Yeah. By saving yeah. his life. How about, are, is there like any city guards around when we go out? When you go out, uh, you don't see city guards. You just see the Nuinians' personal guards, and there are a bunch of them, and they are just lining all of the all of the fence, every gate, every entrance. Like they are very present, and okay. actually looking out over the rest of the of the nobility's district as you as you leave the the Nuinian estate, you see that everybody has their guards out. Mm. Every house, like. Before you saw, you know, a couple guards. Now everybody has all of their guards out, ready, standing at alert. There is just this air of oppressive tension. Can you see Phelan's barf outside on the ground? <laughs> uh, you do, actually. Yep. And it is not barf. It is a viscous black liquid, which is smoking slightly. Yikes. Is he around? Nope, he is gone. Okay. He's he's God teleported away. Do you guys head back to the palace? Do you uh, go around the city? What do you want to do? So yes, let's go back to the palace. Okay, mm. you head on back. And what time is it now? Like it's like oh, nighttime. it's late. Yeah, it's probably yeah. past midnight at this point. Okay. Yeah, so you guys get back to your rooms, and Mary just like strips off her outer dress as soon as you guys are back in the rooms, and like stomps out of it. And yeah. Sinks down on one of the sofas in the parlor. She. Rests a hand over her eyes, but gives you guys a thumbs up. Just to let you know, she's okay. She's just real tired now. Mm-hmm. Same. Corbin feels great. <laughs> Mary's so. head feels great. <laughs> yeah. Corbin says, Mary, do you want another head massage? She nods. Yeah, Corbin gives her another <laughs> Matt 20 head massage. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, about my lead, I think, well, um, well, I, I, I went down to the stables, right? And uh, it turns out they had a new hire, too. And it sounds like this kid, uh, God, what was his name? So, so something, Gerald. Uh, <laughs> Gerald. Anyway, well, that's not, I don't think that's important. I think, well, he was part of the same crew that uh, that other one, Donald, was part of. The street crew. Yes. Something's going on, right? So the street crew is full of criminals. Somebody destroyed the city and then used the cleanup crew to poison nobles. Yeah. Somebody like Torva. Somebody like Torva. Somebody Wait. like Torva. So who's in charge of hiring for the street cleanup crew? Someone like Torva. <laughs> Someone like Torva. Mary signs, I don't think Torva's involved in the hiring of city officials. You don't know that, Mary. 
Well, would it be the city dude? I mean, what, why would he poison himself? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think. But he might know who. Yeah, he would be the one to talk to about yeah. people yeah. being hired for city cleanup. Well, yeah. it's a good so, thing like, he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, I guess we tell Dodson to send out orders to basically have a hiring freeze. Right. Mm-hmm. Dodson takes your orders and uh, goes to distribute them to the city guard and the uh, relevant officials. Yeah. Okay. I was going to, like, I think, I was going to say we should talk to Loria about this, but I don't think I'm we should. I'm afraid of her now. Me too. I feel like she's going to bonk me. <laughs> she's going to bonk you real hard. <laughs> I mean, we have, like, actual magic, though, so, like. Yeah, but I she know. could bonk us. She can bonk me, though. <laughs> Mostly I'm afraid because it's socially awkward. Yeah. I think we should question Loria about Lord Andalyn. Like, we should play dumb. Okay, so we can send out an invitation to her. Okay. Uh, In not too long, probably about, I don't know, a quarter of an hour, there is a knock on the door and Dodson announces to you that Captain Loria has arrived. And she she looks tired. She says, "I, I suppose you've heard about what happened tonight. I uh, heard about it. We're right in the middle of it. More like saw about it. Because we saw it. <laughs> really? Please, I will... T- please tell me what happened. I've been here at the palace the whole night. I've We've just been getting reports in from the city guard that many of the nobility have been poisoned. Well, should we withhold the information that Nuinian and What's-His-Face didn't actually die from her? Yes. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, we were at a an intimate gathering, if you know what I mean, at yeah. the Marchioness de Cabibon's house, and Lord Helmshire was poisoned. Oh, oh no! She sits down heavily. Oh, that will be a blow to the city. Please tell me what else did you find out? Did you catch the poisoner? Well, we didn't find too much, but we were hoping you might be able to. Tell us whatever you know about the whole situation. I'm afraid I don't know anything. I've been here at the palace. I had dinner with the queens and escorted them back to their rooms. And ever since then, I've been dealing with the reports of these poisons, these poisonings. I heard that Lord Nguinian's son was taken by the poisoner, and that has been a blow to morale throughout the entire palace. Corbin looks really upset, like he can't even think about it. <laughs> Um, he, like, turns away. Do you know if there's any connection between the the victims? Anything you can think of? Any reason why they specifically might have... She shakes her head and then says only that they were all well-loved among the nobility. They were all truly the best of the pit of vipers that is this court. They were the few ones who truly seemed good. You mean they were loyal to Tenevine? Well... No one is openly disloyal to the queen, but no, it, I mean that they were good people. Man, Torvus sucks so bad. <laughs> uh, have you seen Lord Andolin at all tonight? <laughs> I saw him briefly, yes. I don't trust him. If he he said anything to you, you can throw those words right out. Well, we think he may have had something to do with the poisonings. Do you, when you spoke with him, did he say anything suspicious? No, nothing openly suspicious, but I wouldn't put it past him to do something like this. Absolute viper that he is. He has everybody in this court wrapped around his little finger, but I know he's a spy. What has he been doing that makes you think he's a spy? And for who? That I cannot say who he's serving, but he's serving someone. He's ingratiated himself with every community, and everyone loves him. Everybody praises him at every turn. I don't I don't know what dark magic he's used to insinuate himself with these people, but I don't trust him. The dark magic is being super hot. He's so hot. He's real hot. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Everything he does is suspicious. I don't know even why you need me to justify it. Well, what did he say to you tonight? He accused me. Can you believe this? He accused me of not caring about the people of this city. I don't care for many of the members of this court, and I have made that very clear to many of them. But I care for the people of this city. I care for Tenevine's people. 
Uh, at dinner tonight, you ate. You said you ate with both of the queens. I stood guard while the queens ate dinner, and everything seemed normal. Yes, they seemed fine. Have there been any like new hires at all? No, I keep a very close eye on the palace staff, and but you're the only one. Yeah, you sure are. <laughs> Were the poisonings perpetrated by new staff? Seems to be that way. We have only checked two. Well, I would appreciate any assistance you can give on this as well. I know you are probably still busy trying to ferret out the perpetrators of this pirate attack, but... It's probably the same person. Yeah, it's very likely related. My thoughts exactly. I... I cannot tell you how grateful I am to have people here upon whom we can truly rely. Yeah, it's really useful when you just have, like, three teenagers around to do all your work for you. (laughs) Corbin! (laughs) Sorry, it just suddenly dawned on me, like, you know, the reality of the situation. (laughs) Thanks very much, Gloria, and um, let us know if you get any new information, okay? I will. She stands, says, now, if you'll excuse me, it has been a very long night, and I am afraid tomorrow will be a very long day. We should all endeavor to get some rest. Sounds good. Yep. Then I wish you luck in your investigations tomorrow. Please, call on me if there's anything you need. And she leaves. You guys, I like her so much. I know. She didn't <laughs> seem like she was, like, lying. I mean, she told the truth about talking to Phelan. And- yeah. But she did seem kind of choosy about the information she gave us. Well, she may really just not know much. I mean, her focus is on protecting the queen... And, I mean, I, I I don't mean to be rude, but I can kind of see why she might maybe not uh, trust Phelan very much. Mary uh, Mary removes her arm from her eyes to sign, well, she is right. He is a spy. I mean, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, like, she's right about him, 100%. 100%. I think it's weird that she doesn't know that not everybody died from the poison, and that, like, the assumption would be that they did die. Uh, Mary sits up and signs... Nwinian was very nearly dead when I got there. If I hadn't been there, he he would have been dead. It took a god to raise him. And that's why I wasn't able to do it on my own. Oh, Mary, you're so cool! Uh, Mary! Corbin gives her, like, an extra good massage. <laughs> he's still massaging her head. He's been doing it this whole time. <laughs> she looks down at her hands and then signs. It... I'm glad I had you and Phelan there, Fran. Like, I'm glad the two of you were there. And me. I was there. And you, Corbin. Yes. <laughs> I I wouldn't have been able to do that alone. Well, not yet. Yeah, one day you're gonna be fucking badass as shit and raising people from the dead. They're gonna call you Necromancer Crazy Mary. <laughs> I... That's a weird prediction That's to a, make. I hope, I'm I a hope, prophet. I hope not. I have prophetic dreams, so you better watch out. <laughs> she she looks at you and signs, I really don't want to become a necromancer. Thank you, though. Yeah, you're welcome, Mary. I believe in you. I just... I don't know. Forget it. it I'm glad you were there to help. Thank you. I mean, that's kind of what I'm here for. Fran, she was talking to me. Corbin, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I have the powers, and I will use them. I turn back to Mary. Um, That's what we're here for. That's why you have guardians. I mean, at least that's how our story has been working out. (laughs) (laughs) That's the narrative. Regardless of why Kai had guardians, we're a team. You don't have to do things by yourself. Yeah, Mary. We're on your team. Corbin! What? I'm agreeing with you! Oh, you're so testy tonight, Fran. Let's all just get some sleep. Good work, team. <laughs> Thanks, Lake. Thanks, intern. Anytime. And uh, Mary seems to start, she perks up a bit and says, and yes, thank you, Slake. Thank you for chasing down leads while we were busy. I'm hey. glad you're part of the team, too. Uh, no worries. I mean, good job reviving that guy from the dead. That was pretty cool. So, Slake, you know what I like about you? You're not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like that's a really good character trait that you have. Bay, you haven't died. You haven't died a single time. <laughs> that's really cool. Yep, you got survival instincts, like. Yeah. Okay.
Somber moment, you guys. He's dead. <laughs> Earl DBBB is dead. <laughs> and you're laughing about it? You spit on the good name of Earl DBBB. Well, I did spit a little. I definitely is not involved over here in my situation. <laughs> uh, we're all sociopaths. <laughs> That's so true. Twelve Peculiar Towers is a collection of 5th edition adventures for characters level 1 to 13. With the theme of, you guessed it, towers. Discover the mysteries that lie within. The forest lair of a Ravenfolk bandit gang. A magical archive of ancient elven lore. The hideout of a powerful thieves' guild master. The stronghold of a sinister blood mage, Alistair, goddammit. And eight other distinctive dungeons. Each tower comes with a beautifully illustrated map, including many isometric maps, and of course... Plenty of traps, hazards, and enemies to challenge your players. You can get 12 Peculiar Towers in print and PDF today at www.coboldpress.com. That is K-O-B-O-L-D-P-R-E-S-S. -S.